Hello and welcome back to our session on what do you do in your midnight season? And in this lesson, we're going to talk about prostrate in worship. Hello, I'm Pastor Linda Jones of Linda P. Jones Ministries and Women of Worth Ministries. My mission is to equip women so that they can become healed and restored to live out their faith in authentic and practical ways and through the various resources that we provide. And I'll tell you more about that at the end. Now, continuing with our series, What Do You Do in Your Midnight Season? This teaching is Prostrate in Worship. And we are going to one of my favorite books in the Bible, the book of Ruth, verses 1 to 8 of chapter 3. They give us some insightful information for our teaching. It says here, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, Shall not I seek security for you, that it may be well with you? Now Boaz, whose young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself, put on your best garment, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies, and you shall go in and cover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her, to her, all that you say to me, I'll do. Now Ruth, I love her. She just has this indomitable spirit. She's quiet, but yet powerful. The thoughts I will share are from my upcoming book on Ruth, which I expect to release soon. Now, Ruth is a woman who was accustomed to midnight experiences. She lost her husband, Marlon, her brother-in-law, Chilean, and her father-in-law, Elimelech, not to mention the loss of leaving her family back in Moab to move to Bethlehem with a grieving mother-in-law. Her dark night experiences didn't dull her ability to know right timing, neither did it hinder her ability to obey instructions. Rather, they increase her ability to perceive that there is something far beyond the pain that she was experiencing. So hence, she was discerning enough to know that though she did not have all the answers, she chose to move to Bethlehem with her mother-in-law, Naomi, was the right thing to do. She forsook all to follow Naomi and the God of Naomi. And we'll find that in chapters 1 and 2. Beautiful, beautiful scripture. She's a wise woman. Now, having arrived at Bethlehem, she faced a new set of challenges. She's already a widow and poor with a grieving, bitter mother-in-law. And that's a bad com combination right there. And now in Bethlehem, she had to deal with a new set of challenges. For example, with the cultural prejudice because she was not Jewish, religious prejudice because she was a Moabite. And there's a whole background story to that. Nevertheless, Ruth persevered through it all, but God was not finished with her. Ruth was about to enter a new season, and there were still some processions she had to endure. So God took Ruth through another midnight experience. A midnight experience of processing always precedes a new season of promise. Ask David. Ask Moses or any other man or woman of God who has the anointing and the touch of God upon their lives. They all had midnight 
<laughs> they all had midnight seasons. The scripture says, so she went down to the threshing floor as her mother-in-law had instructed her and did according to all that her mother-in-law said. She followed the explicit instructions of Naomi. And, you know, I just stopped right there. There are people who say, I want to be coached. I want to be mentored. And yet they don't want to follow instructions. Somehow they want to pick and choose what they want to follow, but not Ruth. She says, everything you say to me, I will do. Now, before I go further, I will quickly touch on a couple of symbolisms involved in the threshing floor. The threshing floor was a prepared place. It had to be specially prepared to receive the wheat to be winnowed. And so it was a place of processing or processing, depending, depending on how, what you want to say. The wheat was protected from thieves who would come and steal the ears of wheat before they were processed. And finally, the threshing floor represented a place of provision because once the wheat was threshed, it was ready to be used for bread. So let's pick up the story. Boaz, the rich landowner, had gone to the floor to help and to oversee the threshing of his wheat because he was the owner of the field. He worked hard and he partied hard, he said, and he had eaten and drunk and his heart was cheerful. Then he laid down at the end of the heap of grain and obviously went to sleep. Now, this is where it gets good. Following Naomi's instructions, Ruth observed where Boaz went to lie down and she went there as well. She uncovered his feet and she laid down. Now, I don't have the time to tell all that is involved here in her act of lying at his feet at midnight, but but sure to get the book when it comes out. But enough to say, Ruth prostrated herself at Boaz's feet in the midnight season. In scripture, whenever someone fell at another's feet, it was primarily in an act of worship or they were entreating the favor of that person. For example, the Syrophoenician woman, when she came at Jesus begging for her daughter's deliverance, um, so many scriptures you can find where they were at the feet, it represents worship. Now, in the pre-midnight season, Ruth took a posture of worship. It was before midnight because in verse 8 of chapter 3, the King James Version says, Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled and turned himself, and there was a woman lying at his feet. So it was midnight when Boaz was startled because Ruth was the woman lying at his feet before the midnight season, symbolically in a posture of worship. Verse 9 says, and Boaz asked, who are you? Powerful, powerful question. So here's Ruth obeying Naomi, her mother-in-law's instructions to go down to the threshing floor and lie at Boaz's, you know, lie at Boaz's feet. She did that. She found him where he was, uncovered his feet and lied down. That's a whole story there. So she was in that position at the feet, which represent worship prior to midnight. But it was at midnight, the darkest part, where she was still there, was startled. My question to you is, what position do you take in your midnight season? 
I heard a preacher say recently, position comes before provision and protection. Could you do like Ruth and be positioned in a posture of worship, but not just worship, but be able to worship until it startles Boaz, until it startles the Lord, until it causes him to turn in your direction, till it gets his attention. Is your worship at the level that it would startle God and cause him to turn or incline towards you? Does he go, what is that I smell? The fragrance of worship and ask, who is that? That's the question Boaz asked. Who are you? It was in the pre-midnight season that Ruth laid at the feet of Boaz. And meaning symbolically, Boaz is a picture of the Lord Jesus and Ruth a picture of the believer or the church. What can we gather from her experience or her actions? It may seem like the Lord is sleeping while you're going through your midnight season. You know, the disciples thought so as well. In Mark chapter 4, verse 38, they got into the boat at Jesus' invitation to go to the other side and a furious windstorm arose of hurricane proportions and beat into the boat and they thought for sure they were going to drown. And they found Jesus asleep in the stern of the ship and they awoke him saying, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? You know, so you may be in a midnight season where everything looks at its worst, where the Lord is sleeping, where you feel like you're perishing. But if you take the posture that Ruth did and lay at Jesus' feet in worship, it will, quote unquote, startle him and cause him to turn in your direction. When the Lord turns in your direction or incline his ear to you, it is because he will hear and will do something about your situation. David said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and he heard my cry. Psalm 40, I believe it's Psalm 40, verses 1. And then the Lord brought him out of the hollow pit and on and on. So when the Lord hears and he turns towards you, it's because he's about to do something. Naomi had told Ruth, Boaz will tell you what you should do. So she said, do these things. And when you get there and you lie at his feet, Boaz will tell you what to do, which he did. When Boaz was awakened, he asked, who is there? Then Ruth spoke up and identified himself, saying, I am Ruth, your maid, your maid servant. Not only did she identify herself, she asked him to marry her. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. Now, we know that this is in that culture, something like that was permissible. Then he said, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request, for all the people of my town, town know that you are a virtuous woman. Now, people have been talking about her. What are people saying about you? Are you a virtuous woman? And he goes on to say, now, it is true that I'm a close relative. However, there's a relative closer than I. Stay this night and in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good, then let him do it. But if he does not perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty for you as the Lord lives. Lie down until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning. 
beautiful, beautiful story. Ruth chapter 3, 11 to 15. Ruth went to the threshing floor and laid down at Boaz's feet in a posture of worship. He's started at midnight. She gets his attention. He promises to take care of her and her request. Now he tells her to lie down until morning. This is no longer a posture of worship, but a posture of rest. The rest because she was now assured that he would respond to her need. Though we never stop worshiping the Lord, there is a posture we need to take after midnight. And that is one of rest. Resting in the finished work of Jesus. Rest in knowing that your request has been heard and the Lord himself has taken up your cause and is on the job regarding your request. Boaz encouraged her to get home before the sun was up because he did not want it to be known that a woman was on the threshing floor. He was protecting her dignity. But first he made sure that she did not go empty-handed. Chapter 3 verse 15 and he said, bring the shawl that's on you and hold it. And she held it. He measured out six ephaphs of barley. This is so important. It's so amazing. And he laid it on her. Now that is another message right there. But not only did Ruth leave a different woman than when she went to the threshing floor in the night season, but she left with a promise that he will take care of her. She also left with more than she could ever work for in one day. If you go back to chapter two, I believe it is in one day, one day's work in the field, she left with about an ephah of barley, just barely making it. One day in the hot sun, working, 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 striving. One night of worship on the threshing floor, Ruth left laden down with six ephahs of barley, which was a lot for her to carry. According to the weight, it was more than she can carry. That Again, is another message. But if you can prostrate yourself in worship in the night season, if you can worship till it startles your Boaz, your kinsman redeemer, which we said is the Lord, and he asks you, who are you? If you can do these things, respond correctly. He promises that he will take care of everything concerning you. You will surely get everything you desire and more. Amazing story of what it means to worship at midnight, as Ruth teaches us. I close to remind you that in your midnight season, prostrate yourself in worship. You will be rewarded with an over-the-top blessing for your faithfulness. The scripture says exceedingly, abundantly, Above all, that you can ask or think. Worship is the key to your abundance in your midnight season. Your worship will bring you into abundance. It will going to bring you into liberty. It's going to bring you into your provision being met. This teaching is just so full of um, rich revelation. So I trust that these teachings are blessing you and I'd love for you to continue to experience more of God's word in your life in practical and relevant ways. 
So if you're ready to level up your personal growth and your spiritual growth, you can unlock your potential with our digital courses, workshops, membership, coaching services, you know, and fulfill your God-given purpose and achieve the success and satisfaction God desires for you and you desire for yourself as well. So contact me through my website, www.lindapjones.org to learn more and also to sign up. You can sign up for my free weekly devotions, Words of Wisdom. So I pray that this has really encouraged you. If you're in a dark season, a midnight season, and it seems like you can't even see, you know, beyond your hands, do like what Ruth did. Worship. Get at the feet of Jesus and worship until it gets God's attention. And it's not that God is not paying any mind, not paying you any mind. It is the level of worship that is, once you get there, it breaks open something on your behalf. Hallelujah. So I pray this teaching has really blessed you. And there's one more in the series coming up. What do you do in your midnight season? I'm Pastor Linda Jones and inviting you to join, to join me for the next session. God bless you. Bye-bye.